Hello, everyone. Welcome into another episode of Kentucky Daily, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm your host, Sean Smith, joined by my co-host, Derek Terry. Derek, Kentucky is still waiting on who they're going to add from the portal, but that deadline is approaching where players have to let their school know by May 1st that they will not be returning. With that deadline approaching, you're seeing some names this week go into the portal that maybe have had their name in the NBA draft and, and they still want to leave that door open to return to college, but maybe explore other options. And with that, more talent just keeps going to the portal. Kentucky's getting involved. You still have Antonio Reeves. There's kind of a lot going on that, that Kentucky fans are kind of interested in right now. And, and some things are still up in the air when it comes to who they add to this roster. Yeah, Sean, I feel like it's two big names right now uh, in this subject to change. Obviously, the portal's uh, always evolving. But Antonio Reeves is a guy that – an interesting situation going on there um, because he dropped the top five on Tuesday that uh, – shoot i don't have the tweet pulled up not prepared but uh, what oregon nebraska xavier and some other school with the uk all were in there so the top five who the other teams are aren't isn't necessarily what kind of caught my attention it's the fact that as of like saturday morning you had tom leach uk's play-by-play announcer and also uh dan issel and or not sorry not Dennis so Mike Pratt I believe was the other guy who tweeted about an uh, pending commitment I can't remember a time where either of those guys publicly uh, talked about a guy about to commit and everyone was saying it was Antonio Reeves well he never committed over the weekend then you get into um Tuesday and he makes the top five I just got a feeling Sean that that thing's trending where it's not going to be Kentucky now well, and, and that top five is DePaul, Kentucky, Nebraska, Oregon, and Xavier. And I think Oregon's the team right now that's getting all the buzz, right? Like, uh, I'm with you. I've had a story written for probably seven, eight days that's titled, you know, Illinois State Transfer Antonio Reeves picks Kentucky. Because that's how confident we've all been, right? You get you get all the other stuff behind the scenes. We hear all this other these other things. You get Tom Leach, of all people tweeting about the Kentucky men's basketball roster. I'm in, I'm at Adidas in South Carolina. And I told you this, I've been updating my story every day, just changing the date that he commits, you know, cause if it's Saturday, if it's Sunday, if it's Monday, that's how confident we've been. And then it hasn't happened. You make it through the weekend. You start wondering, okay, is he getting cold feet? And then Jack Pilgrim, Kentucky sports radio writes a story today that Reeves hits pause on recruitment. And then here comes Oregon emerging there, Derek. Uh, I guess, what do you make of that? Is that because, when you're talking about this roster right now in the backcourt, you've got Sabir confirmed back. You've got C.J. Frederick there. You have Cason Wallace when it comes to perimeter players. I get the sense when it when you look at a guy like Reeves who scored 20 points, to me it feels important in his mind maybe that there is a starting role there, a more a prominent role than it is to go and maybe be a six-man at Kentucky because, look, we know Cason Wallace has more upside. We know C.J. Frederick's a sharp, sharp shooter. Xavier Wheeler is going to be your point guard. Led the SEC in assist. I, I think maybe some of those things play into it, and then maybe other guys going into the portal as well. Yeah, you know, Reeves has kind of fascinated me from the start because at no point, I mean, may, maybe like as soon as he went in, but really throughout the course of the transfer portal this spring, Reeves has not been considered one of the top guys. I think almost every list you'll find, he's been kind of in that 25 to like 35 range. But watching his highlights, that's the only thing I watched. I didn't watch full games of Antonio Reeves at Illinois State. 
he he does look like a, a very skilled offensive player. I think he's ideally the role he was going to have at Kentucky, and I guess it's possible he still comes here. But I, I envisioned him envisioned him as kind of a bench role, a, a scoring threat off the bench, and I, I suppose he could have been a starter, possibly. You know, they could have he could have earned that starting job, but. He does kind of feel like a volume guy to me a little bit, just just looking at the numbers and looking at his role at Illinois State. But he was he was a guy. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, he was a guy. I was I was gonna be more than happy to see UK take his commitment because I think uh, he could provide some things that they didn't have this past season. And I I guess the the point I was trying to make though with where he was in the rankings is it felt like UK like like it was very fit oriented. Like I feel like they wouldn't have been going after a guy that, you know, wasn't one of the best options possibly that they could have unless they just really liked the, the, the fit that he was going to bring. So I don't know what would have happened here these last few days um, to where he changed his mind, but like you're saying, I mean, there's, it's going to be tough. To, I mean, I, I think he was certainly going to be a guy who got plenty of minutes, but yeah, he's not going to be, I don't think Antonio Reeves is going to take the most shots on no. Kentucky's roster next year. I don't know that he'd even be in the top three and shots taken next season. And if that's what he's looking for, I don't I don't know why that would have just occurred to him here recently or, or to UK for that matter. I don't I don't really know what would have happened these last few days. But you know, like you said, he got till May first. That's on Sunday, I believe. So uh yeah, it is Sunday. So there's still time for some more guys to go in. You saw a guy yesterday that we'll get to here in a minute who I think every school in the country <laughs> has uh, reached out to. And rightfully but, so. Yeah. yeah, but with Reeves, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't really know what happened because I'm still the opinion, Sean, that I think they need two guards. I really do. Sharp it. gone. Yeah. They, they have to have it. They have to have five capable guards on the roster, and and here's why: when they were healthy this past year, that that top four, they were really good, but we know that they got banged up over the course of the season. You already have a point guard that has shown the history of getting banged up and getting injured, multiple injuries, a wrist injury, a neck injury, everything else that has gone on with Xavier, the the concussion, whatever it was after LSU. And then you had the other injuries with Ty Ty Washington. You had Grady's feet falling apart. I mean, there are a lot of things that happened. And if CJ Frederick had been there as another guard, then you kind of have that safety net as, okay, we're a little bit, a little bit more fresh now. We're fresher. We're a little bit healthier. If you have five, yes, it's hard to play all five. And you live in a day now where everybody wants to play. And you've got Frederick coming back. You've got Wheeler coming back. You've got Wallace coming in, a five-star guy. Minutes are going to be like, you know, it's going to be thin, right? You're going to have to compete and earn that spot. But you feel so much better if you have five. The only thing with Reeves, it just kind of feels like a guy that's just developed his entire career. He's increased his points per game, I believe, from seven, a freshman. I think up to like 12 or so as a sophomore and then straight up to 20.1 as a junior kind of probably feels like a guy that, that maybe wants to continue that trajectory. And, and that guy that's a, a volume shooter and takes a lot of shots and takes a lot of threes and plays with the ball in his hands. Not sure what that role would be at Kentucky, but I would love to see him on this roster in some role in some capacity, because I think he's a very skilled offensive player that would help this team. And if he buys into that role, then great. He comes to Kentucky, but if it's Oregon, I know Jack had in his story, and you can you can find that obviously at Kentucky Sports Radio. Uh, you can find it on his Twitter feed there. But talked uh, a source told Jack that NIL is a factor, and I, I get that. Like when it comes to Kentucky, he can make a lot of money here, but we also know that Nike and Oregon and that sells as well. But also a prominent role too was another reason why that he's kind of hit pause here. And, and when he announced the top five today, Derek, 
you looked at it and said, okay, probably was close to committing to Kentucky, probably did give a silent verbal to the staff and then started getting some cold feet. And then to me, throwing five schools out there and now taking a visit to Oregon, it kind of gives you time to figure out what you want to do. But now that he is visiting Oregon and setting up a visit there, Kentucky's already had a visit. You kind of get that. We just had the most recent visit vibes. Mm -hmm. Oregon's going to have a big chance to win this thing out probably. Yeah, but it's not all bad news. Uh, yesterday, the Summit League Player of the Year, South, South Dakota State Guard, Baylor Shireman, went into the transfer portal. He was a guy I just mentioned having every school in the country. Listen to these teams. These are just a few of the teams who have reached out to him in the last 24 hours. Duke, Kentucky, Gonzaga, Kansas, Texas, Florida, UCLA, Memphis. All of those schools uh, interested in the services of Baylor Shireman. Sean, I was hoping that you – because I think you've dug through these numbers a little bit more than me. I saw you tweeting about him earlier. This kid from South Dakota State, I, I can actually remember uh, – I think I picked South Dakota State to beat Providence. So I remember watching that game, and I remember watching Shireman, uh, and he was getting talked up. But this this kid seems like he is an advanced stats like God. Like everybody uh, loves Baylor Shireman, it seems. Oh, yeah, they, they, they do, and, and rightfully so. When, when he hit the portal yesterday – I was like, all right, now like that that's a guy that you can you can and, and there's guys that go into the portal, right, Derek, that just make a ton of sense for teams mm -hmm. and and things, and especially teams like Kentucky. When somebody goes in, you're like, all right, that's a can't miss guy. Kellen Grady was that guy last year. And you have others that go in, you're like, all right, that's the guy you got to target. Well, this is one of those guys. And I I've, I've watched this film, I've watched this tape. I want to watch more, I want to watch full games because when you do watch tape, you only get the best plays, right? Like, nobody puts together a highlight tape of their worst moments. It's always the, the best moments. But his best happens a lot. And it happens a very uh, over, over the course of a stat sheet. I'm talking points per game, assist, an excellent rebounder for a guard. Over seven rebounds a game, 6'6", six, six, lefty, just smooth, natural feel to the game. When the ball is in his right hand and he's dribbling right, you better be ready for it to be put in your eye because he's really comfortable going to his right, getting to that step back and then getting into that shot pocket from his left side. So a couple of things with this game. He has a great ability to impact the game in multiple areas. I mentioned that with the assists, with the rebounds. But he'll also stretch out defensively. Uh, that natural great feel for the game. I, I talked about it too. His size and handle helps him get downhill and pick and roll. And here's the thing too that stands out to me, Derek. An excellent elite pocket passer out of pick and roll he can throw it over top of you at the rim which we know Kentucky loves to do but he can also drop it in that pocket behind his back and and everything with either hand and it's just a, a really really high IQ basketball player that I think if Kentucky can land he starts and is a very good piece to this roster get ready for the greatest roast of all time the roast of Tom Brady a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. 
Adidas. Yeah, Baylor Shireman, he is a guy who this upcoming season, uh, well, and we should know, he is in the NBA draft. Yes. So when I believe I read that his intent, you know, he hopes to stay. My guess, Sean, the feedback he either has gotten or will get is to, or I think he's in the portal now because I think that was his feedback. I yeah. honestly think that he was told to uh, go back to school, tra- transfer up a level, let's see how you do with that, and then we'll we'll revisit this again next year. But he is a guy who uh, he's listed as a sophomore. He's a COVID sophomore because this upcoming season will be his fourth year of college basketball. He, he took a huge jump from uh, his freshman year to his sophomore year. Uh, he played in 23 games in 2020-21. His scoring average as a freshman back in 2019-20, he only scored six points per game, 4.7 rebounds. So still pretty good rebounding numbers for a guard. But he jumped all the way up to 15.4 points, 9.2 rebounds, and four assists uh, this back during the COVID year. And then last year, scoring numbers went up again, 16.2 points. Rebounding numbers slightly down, but still a very good 7.8 with 4.5 assists. Shot 46% from three and 50% from the field. Um this is a very good player. Yeah, this is know. an all-around good player who uh, I think if you could have a lineup of Wheeler, Wallace, Shireman, and whoever else. I mean, I don't I don't know. Do you envision him playing any kind of – I think Shireman's a guy if you want to play with a small lineup, quote-unquote small lineup. Like, I would be curious to see a lineup of, like, Wheeler, uh, Wallace, Livingston, Shireman, and Chibwe. To me, I, I look at him – and he's going to be listed, obviously, as a wing. But I, I see point forward with yeah. him. I really do. Like, this is a guy that late in games can take some pressure off Xavier Wheeler. Like, we, we know that Xavier's size or lack thereof, it, it can affect him, especially when he gets walled up and he tries to do too much and taking care of the basketball, some turnovers that happen late in games down the stretch, especially against St. Peter's. This, to me, is a guy that you can play through. He's a play starter. He's a play finisher. And that's why I like him so much. Uh, I love the ability that you have to guard him, Derek, probably 26, 27 feet away from the basket. There's plenty of clips of him knocking down a three from that distance. So it stretches you out. He has great size. He's really shifty. He goes left, back behind his back. He gets downhill, uh, can drop a pass with his left hand, with his right hand, off the ball. Those pocket passes I was talking about, I saw him drive baseline, fired all the way to the opposite corner on some on some clips. But – I just feel like that when it comes to fits and what you want in today's game and the way that offense and everybody thinks it should be played, this is a guy that's not just going to help you scoring. He's going to help you in every single statistical category on the offensive end of the floor, which then is going to make everyone else's game go to a a higher level as well. The one knock on him that I have read is his defense, and but you put him – at a place like Kentucky with some high-level defenders, and we know Casey Wallace is a great defender. We know Sauvier Wheeler can defend. Jacob Toppin, if he's back, can defend. Oscar Sheboy did show some improvement late in the year in defense. We know that's an area he needs to improve. Damian Collins with his length. To me, it would be a it'd be an excellent fit to add this to the roster. You, you give up whatever on the defensive end when you get a guy like this that can impact the stat sheet in so many different categories offensively. Yeah, I think that's a good point, too. You mentioned his defense. I think offensively, if you go look at him, I mean, obviously the majority of his games came against you know, a low level. Uh, South Dakota State was dominant 
this past season. They, they didn't lose a conference game. Matter of fact, they didn't really play any close conference games. They had an overtime game against Oral Roberts late in the year. That was really one of their only close games. And, and North Dakota State gave them a pretty good game in the conference championship. But by and large, they were winning most of their games by double digits. But they did play a few high major teams. Uh, Alabama, excuse me, they lost by 16. They played against Washington. Uh, they beat Nevada, which Nevada is not quite what it was, but it was a top 115 um, Ken Palm team. And then they beat Washington State. He didn't put up huge numbers in any of those games, but I have to imagine was the focal point of every opposing defense he played. When you play a team like Alabama, they can take away other options. So you put him at a place like Kentucky where he'll have a Savier Wheeler, he'll have Kaysen Wallace, C.J. Frederick, uh, other other guards who can, one, not only create, but get him some better looks. And he can also create for those guys. I think the fit offensively would be tremendous with Shireman at Kentucky. It would be, uh, absolutely, for sure. Like, if you get him to go with Oscar, to go with Wheeler and all these other pieces, then I, I think Kentucky is, is preseason number one. I, I really do, with what they have coming back and what they still could get. And this is where players can go to the NBA draft. They can test it. So, he could. this could go all the way up till June 1st. I don't think it will go that long, but he had to get his name out there in the portal. And to me, there's no chance he goes back to South Dakota State. I think that that no. decision was put out there now, a week before the deadline, to kind of gauge interest and then see what you get. And then you make the decision of, of maybe getting feedback and then going back to school. And then you can kind of – focus here in the first part of May and thinking taking visits because this is a kid that to me it's not just going to be a okay here's Kentucky or here's Duke or North Carolina I'm not just going to commit to one of these schools this is a guy that's going to take multiple visits probably as he should I mean I think he'll be able to go through and and evaluate um, what fits him best but it sounds like he's going to have his pick of of blue bloods I mean you could be the kind of guy when you're talking about those preseason rankings and then ultimately, you know, the ending of next year. I mean, he could – this guy could have a big say and kind of where some of these teams are ranked. I mean, Duke – I feel like Duke is bringing in so much. I don't really know what their roster construction is right now. I know they've lost several guys to the NBA, but um, that would be a school that sounds like is interested. Gonzaga, I don't know something about it. I don't know if it's because he kind of looks like Drew Timmy with his uh, <laughs> headband that he wears or whatever, a Shireman that is. But I don't know. I mean, Gonzaga – this is a kid, too. He's originally from Nebraska, so it's not like there's going to be a, a strong home presence. You know, none of the programs and around there are, are too good. I, I don't know. If, did I read Kansas? Was that one of the schools that I mentioned earlier? I don't know. Yeah. Probably. So, it seems like I everybody see, was. Yeah, I mean, every, every <laughs> UCLA, everybody. But I think Kentucky's going to be – you heard the story from Kyle Tucker today in The Athletic. It sounds like his agent, who's uh, working on his behalf and giving interviews, is a huge UK fan. <laughs> it's a it's a nice angle but i i don't think the agent's gonna be the one making this choice but still it's if you know it's not it doesn't hurt that he's that he's a uk fan but i just don't know how big of a big of a factor that's going to play ultimately but i gotta think whenever it comes down to to baylor shireman making his decision if he cuts it down to i don't know three five schools i, I think i think kentucky's going to be in there and it's going to be up to cal and this coaching staff to, to to win this recruiting battle it's a big one i mean i, I think with what's currently out there, what this guy could bring. I mean, I don't really care to say. I, he feels like a must-get to me if you're talking about, you know, I, I think he really helps your title chances, no doubt about it, if you can get him in here next year. Oh, yeah, he he, he instantly elevates you offensively. And when you're talking of the, the guys that they've had on rosters, like he does things 
really good and elite in multiple areas. And I mean, talk, you're talking about a guy that's throwing behind the back passes out of pick and roll. Like, come on, <laughs> if a guy's doing that, that's a confident player. Like if that guy can do that multiple times and then lob it over your head to the rim, which we know Damian Collins and these bigs at Kentucky, these Jacob Toppin out of pick and roll. Like if you're, he fits in when you see that clip alone. So I think that if, if it works out and he gets to Kentucky, then I think that all these aspirations of a national championship team and being put together, I think that at the core of it, they'll have a team that can make a run. And then the revenge factor of so many guys on this roster that lost to St. Peter's. The season ended the way they didn't want it to. That's going to fuel this team come back next year. It's going to be a motivated Kentucky team. It needs to be a motivated John Calipari. But we'll get into all this transfer portal stuff. This probably won't be the last name to hit the portal uh, this week and stuff. I actually saw a second ago where uh, I think Davion Harmon from Oregon hit the portal. So that's a multiple uh, transfer portal guy. I know he left, was it Oklahoma a year ago, if I'm not yeah. mistaken? Uh, so you're going to have some some guys doing that as well. So we'll get to all that on the show. We wanted to hop on here. We got the uh, first episode up where you listen to the the roster breakdown of Xavier Wheeler's return, Damian Collins' return, and then uh, hopefully you you got this one as well. If you didn't listen to that one, go back. And uh, as always, this show is powered by Blue Wire Pods, and Derek will get some more episodes out there this week. You got the NFL draft coming up. So we'll be right here on Kentucky Daily to take you through all of it. He's Derek Terry. I'm Sean Smith. We'll catch you next time on Kentucky Daily. 